Coming up in this episode, we're going to talk about the revival of a 1969 Harley classic, the new Electric Glide Revival. Also, our featured ride of the week, Hartville to Houston in Missouri. So stick around. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, if your bike is anything like me, it occasionally needs a little TLC. And I know that if your bike needs a little maintenance, then you should go to Heartland Honda in Springdale, the first level five Honda powerhouse dealer in Arkansas. The red level technicians can keep you on the road. Plus, Heartland Honda has a huge selection of Honda motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides, along with a wide variety of select used bikes, all with excellent financing options. So give them a call at 479 479- 751-7022 or find them online at heartlandhonda.com. Heartland Honda, work hard, play hard. You know, when you hop on your bike, you might ride around the neighborhood, take a spin around town or head out of town, maybe even take a trip out of state. But wherever you ride, an accident can happen. So make sure you have Law Tigers ride along. The Law Tigers are a national association of motorcycle accident injury lawyers who are ready to assist you with your accident claim. No matter where your accident happened, Law Tigers are there for you 24-7. So do yourself a big favor and learn more at LawTigers.com. Law Tigers Motorcycle Lawyers, helping riders find answers. Well, welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. We're sure glad you decided for whatever reason to join us. It's beyond me. I don't know, but we'll take it. With me as usual is Randy Steamboat Lewis from Bike Works in Urbana, Missouri. You wondering about the steamboat? Uh, I'm your huckleberry, whatever. You know, I've it, been called a lot of things. Well, you just keep going. You keep chugging along. <laughs> never stop. Just chug, chug, chug. Yeah, at a snail's pace, yes. But still moving. Yeah, yeah. Never so, been into moving backwards. You've had a good week? Yeah, a week Why people want to know, I don't know. I couldn't uh, care less, but They don't give a shit, them. really. <laughs> it's just life is normal for everybody. What's been exciting going on in your week that's out of the norm? Uh, Nothing, really. My shop's getting closer. That's about really it. They got siding up. Yeah, yeah. It's a shell now. We are starting, going to start on the interior part of it here in the next week or so. I've got power into it. Thank the Lord. That's expensive enough. You wouldn't think it would be, but holy crap stick. Electrical parts right now are You would think that since high. they're uh, going to run power and they're going to collect a check every month, that they'd just <laughs> go ahead and hook yeah, it up for free. Yeah. I have, because I'm a business, and I had a business in the same location, I get a credit, X amount of dollars they take care of. I'm not for sure what exactly they took care of. <laughs> $4.50, they'll cover that. Not even that, no. Well, this week we've decided to talk about, and when I say we, I mean you. Yeah. About a couple of things, the new Electra Glide revival. But first we want to talk about the great ride in Missouri that I have picked out. 
It's called the Hartville to Houston Ride. You'll find it at OzarkRides.com on page 4 of the Missouri Ride Maps. It's about an hour east of Springfield. Just kind of give you a mental note of where that might be located. It's a 60-mile ride, and this ride goes through portions of the Mark Twain National Forest. The great thing about this ride is there's lots of twisties and sweeping curves. I love yeah. sweeping curves where you can lay on the throttle in, in, in and not have to bank. back out yeah. and just keep cruising through the curves. Me too. That's, Me too. That's, you better not freaking say epic right now. Epic? Epic, yeah. That's what all the youngsters are saying now. Yeah, because you know, and as well as everybody else knows, <laughs> I'm right on top of what all the youngsters are doing. Get off my lawn. That's pretty much that's where it's at. But this is a, a fantastic ride. It's very scenic, and it's not so rural that, well, it is actually kind of rural, but there are a couple of little towns along the way that allows you to stop and get something to eat, yeah. get gas. Yeah, more so than some of the other rides. It's not quite as desolate. It's in a great part of Missouri. Yeah, Southeast it runs Missouri through is Missouri cool. 5, yeah. H, and 17. When you get to, uh, this is the name of the town, Success, Success yeah. Missouri, and it kind of takes a sharp turn to the south, that portion there, not so much sweeping curves. It's, it's serious more of a twisty. twisties. Yeah. I mean, that's a sport bike riders, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, typically they love that spot. So if you get a chance, check it out. You'll like it. One of the other things that I wanted to talk about a little bit is roads that are not necessarily back roads, but are still great roads nonetheless. I don't mean like I-44. Yeah. It's not a great road. Yeah. You know, we constantly hit on these unknown gems, these little roads, these two laners. Great nonetheless. And that's what a lot of motorcyclists like. But not all motorcyclists like those you know, some of them like to just get out and, and go rip or, you know, say be, say they're on a bike that they're not super comfortable with, but they want to get some miles logged on it before they start banging out some of those roads. You some know, of the bigger roads that's a little uh, less challenging. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking about this. I was taking my daughter down to Arkansas for a gymnastics meet, and I was kind of just driving and thinking like I constantly do. And we were on 60 Highway headed east out of Springfield, and I'm like, this is a really pretty good road. You know, it like, is. And I constantly think, you know, when I travel southeast to that part of the state, usually when I'm with my family, I'm on that road. And I've always thought, you know, this is a fun bike ride too. You know, you can carry it 80, 90 mile an hour. Well, technically 65, 70, but you know, you could get out on it and, and really cruise. And it's pretty country too. It, it is. It, Once you get past Rogersville, yeah. which is east of Springfield. And it's, it's a nice ride. Yeah, exactly. Then you get down towards West Plains and like the Van Buren area, and it's it's really aesthetically pleasing down there. So I got to thinking about it, and I was like, all right, so what about the guys when they go to the rally, Fayetteville or something? What about the guys when they're head south, when they are going to one of these small roads? How do they get there? You know, what are some of the better roads or the funner roads or the nicer scenery, things like that? Well, not everybody's from around here that, that uh, yeah. you know, go to these rallies. So they're looking basically just to get there. Well, if you got to get there, why not take the best roads to get there without having to get into the weeds of the back roads? Right, right. And we've said this numerous times, you know, on the way to a rally or on the way to an event or on the way to a destination, we tend to kind of take the off the beaten path type of roads. But then once you spend a couple of days down there or somewhere and you've been on your bike for a long time and you're wanting to smoke ass home... We typically sometimes get on a bigger road and, and just haul the mail home. I'm guilty of that. When I take a long trip, it's back roads all the way. And then when I want to go home, you want to go home, hit the highway. Yeah. So these aren't obviously all of them, 
but from our experience kind of in this area. So the ones that I typically like in Craig, I know you've been on all these roads, but we live on 65 highway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anywhere we want to go, we we're on 65 highway. So 65 South from where we're at to Springfield is mundane as shit. You know, it's yeah. The 65 is nothing to talk about until you get South of the Arkansas state line. Right. Even when you go 65 out of Springfield South towards Ozark, Branson, you know, Hollister, that area, you start getting down towards Branson and, and now you're starting to pick up all the hills. Right. You're starting to see some of the scenery a little bit that, that's coming up and it gets a little bit more exciting. You know, there's some and big... it weeds down to two lanes. Yeah, it does. Once you get outside of Branson towards the Hollister and the state line, that's yeah. where it goes to a two lane road. But they've done a great job resurfacing 65 South into Arkansas. So it's still nice. So everything basically north of the state line is a four-lane highway. Because you got all that Branson traffic. They're trying to move the traffic. Right. But you get south of that. Yeah. And that's where it goes into two-lane. And you got something. Yep. Yeah. So 65 south is is a pretty good one to hit and and go basically all the way through Arkansas south. You know, towards the southern part, it, it necks off towards the west, I think. This is one that I really, really, and most of the time... Generally, when I go down to Fayetteville, if I'm by myself, I take a different route. But if my wife goes with me, we go 65 South. We bypass Springfield. Typically, we'll get on 44 to MM and pick it up towards the Republic area. But 60 Highway West out of Springfield is fun. Granted, the first little bit where you're through Republic, Republic sucks. I mean, that you're not going to enjoy. There's a lot of stoplights. It's a budding No town. offense to Republic. Yeah, it's it's getting bigger it, and bigger. We're talking about the drive. The drive sucks. Yeah. Once you get out of Republic, now it goes to farm country and there's big long stretches. It's alternating passing lanes. So you do get behind that farmer, that Sunday driver, in X amount of miles you'll get a spot to go around safely without having to weed through traffic real bad. You get out there and you start running through some small towns. There are a couple of stoplights out there, but you get to see just a part of Missouri that is not highly traveled by the mass public. I'm trying to think of what the little town is, but I mean, it. you run literally right through the town. It is a yesteryear town. There's flea markets, swap meets, big brick buildings. So then you start getting further, further west. Past Monette, it's still, it's still pretty cool. But this is usually where I take my turn off to head south to Fayetteville. And it's 49 Highway. Sweet ride. It really is. It is a two-laner, but it's a really good road. It's got decent shoulders on it for the majority of the road. But then once you start getting down towards Arkansas, now it starts getting to be hill country, more and more bigger curbs that are you know, well-marked, things like that. It's a higher-traveled road than some of these other small ones. But you just start getting into the feel of it really kind of makes me feel the rally. It seems weird, but... The further south I go on 49, the more excited I get, the more excited I get about the ride in the area and things like that. So Yeah. Oh, and by the way, sidebar, yeah. next year for the rally, rally uh, officials, put your big boy panties on and have the damn rally. I know. I know. It's ridiculous. We're not going to get way too far into the political part of it, but... Just nut Just up and say, this is it. Boy this is it. We're doing it. You've been doing it for so many years. You know, it still happens every year. Yeah. So you've canceled Bomb Stadium, which I think that's a little bit of a different deal. You canceled Dixon Street, one of the big main draws to it. All it's done is forced vendors and forced 
other rally goers to go out to other areas around the area. It's still happening. You're not negating a damn thing. What did Forrest Gump's mom say? Stupid is as stupid does. Yeah, Shoot exactly. themselves in the foot. Exactly. Think about how much revenue lost for the city and for the for nothing for them vendors and for those businesses down on Dixon and stuff. Shit still happened. They just went somewhere else. Yeah. Stop it. Don't be right, stupid. Right. So a couple of the other rides, you know, we, we hit on 60, 60 West, 60 East is good. That's what I was talking about. We, I was traveling in my truck with my daughter and my kids, actually. It is pretty well four lane all the way through, but it's not like 44. It's not like it's bumper to bumper four lane for hundreds and hundreds of miles. It's Well, the thing is, there's a lot of nice scenery, too. Yeah, you get further southeast, and it goes to an alternating passing lane, but it's wide shoulders, a lot of stuff to see. There's usually something coming up, you know, within the next 30, 40, 50 miles. You get further towards the southeast corner, you know, West Plains area. Then you start seeing all the the hillbilly shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Another good one in the northern areas is uh, Highway 54. Yeah, 54, believe it or not, is is pretty fun little ride. As you know, they're coined their little phrases, see more on 54, yeah. It's kind of corny, but yeah. it's it's a scenic road. It's nice. A lot of hills. Yep. A lot of small towns. I typically liked it better. Like, say you go over towards Lake of the Ozarks. Right. Everybody hated driving in Lake of the Ozarks, but I typically, I liked it. I really did going through, seeing the town, seeing the old part. Now you get over there and it, it bypasses everything and you can run That's up to That's true. You got to get off Columbia. 54 to see the town. Right. Um, then you'll go over towards what it would eld in and all that stuff mm-hmm. up it it's just pretty cool area it's a nice easy ride not to jump track too much on you probably one of my favorite roads to ride in arkansas when i'm just trying to get distance to distance is 412 oh 412 that runs east and west mm-hmm. you know it'll, it'll take you it's a stone's throw away you know you jump off and go to eureka go to the cat house go to exactly. all that stuff it runs all the way over to fayetteville you, you get to go south, or Rogersville, I guess, is what it would probably go that to. That may be the nicest nicest one you've mentioned. Yeah, yeah. It is hill country. It is Arkansas, but it's a nice road. It's wide. It's easy to navigate. It takes you through some really cool places. It's a connecting point from you know one adventure to the next adventure, but it, it's still a nice little spot nonetheless. So I typically... You know, if I'm running, say if we run over to Eureka and we're at the rally, that's what I take. I take 412 over. So you see, there are a lot of options. Doesn't always have to be the back curvy road. Mm-hmm. There's something for everybody, particularly the new riders that may not feel comfortable on the more demanding small roads. So the key thing is to get out there and check it out and do some exploring of your own. Correct. Now, the reason you're here today, besides the beer, yes. <laughs> Harley has a retro bike out. Oh, son. It's called the Electric Glide Revival. Yes, Retail please. starting at just just to scratch the tires 292. Which truthfully that's not as high as I expected it to be. Really? In all honesty, you know, most bikes I'm being are, honest, I thought it was a little steep, but most bikes are getting to that price point right now anyway for a you know, talk about the Sevo model. Some of those pricks run up into the $40,000 mark. Indian has a ton of bikes in the upper 20s. Harley has a ton of bikes in the upper 20s. 
So I don't think that it's that outlandishly priced. Now, granted, $30,000 for a motorcycle. There's a lot of guys out there that are like, you know, screw you. It's like $100,000 trucks now. I mean, you could buy a lot of shit for that. You could do that easy. Yes. But when you look at the live wire that's over $30,000 and it's a lot less bike and a lot more shit to go into it and a lot more cost of ownership, you kind of you put it into perspective. It's price point in a realistic spot for okay, what they're doing. Fair enough. Now, if you don't know what this bike is, you haven't seen it. It's kind of a blue and white. It's a uh, modern reproduction of a 1969 Electric Glide, isn't it? Mm-hmm. With the big-ass single seat, the white bags, yeah. the white little bat wing fairing, and the barn door windshield. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's pretty nostalgic and cool looking. Yes. But it's all current. I mean, it's loaded with everything, you know, the big 114. Yep. engine and stuff like that why don't you regale us with stories about this bike because as everybody knows i drive the bus i don't repair the bus <laughs> yeah so we were looking for some other topics quite a while ago and you know it's that time of year all the new models are coming out and i caught on to this bike now it's kind of been hush hushed harley's really pushing the sportster s is its new thing in the Pan America is its new thing. And they haven't really, in my opinion, put too much effort into this particular bike. Now it's going to be a limited production bike. I can't remember what the number is. 1500. I looked it up. I'm not 1500 that smart. of these bikes. Yes. So I, I know that there, I know there's one in Texas that they're reviewing and test riding and kind of promoting a little bit. So from my take of it, Harley's going to start doing this. They're going to start doing a retro um, motorcycle, limited production. Only so many people can have this motorcycle, so you better pony well, up Depending for on it. how the sales and the reception that they get off of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll start plugging those out, which is a smart marketing move. I think so. So we've been talking about this setup for a long time. I've always said, man, I love the modern convenience and the modern reliability and the modern everything, but I'm so caught up on the 60s and the 70s and what bikes used to be that why doesn't anybody produce a retro motorcycle that's new and holy shit if harley didn't do it so this bike is going to be loaded with all the options i mean a six and a half inch touchscreen stereo i think they've got like apple, apple car CarPlay, play on it gps I mean. all that stuff it's going to have the abs system but it also has the new defensive rider system as well yeah and, and if you're not really familiar with that um, one of the bigger things that it, it has the ability to do is hill assist. So most people with new cars. Now, folks that don't understand what that is, explain that to them. Okay. So what the hill assist would do. So say you're, say you're in some of these spots, say you're down in Arkansas and you're on a hill at a stoplight and you're a relatively new rider. So a lot of the old school guys are pissing and moaning about this shit, you know. Like, we don't need all this technology. It's an easy way to get gimmicks and gadgets and bullshit like that. And I agree with you. You're right. But we also got to think about this younger generation that are jumping on bikes and they don't have the throttle control or the experience, things like that. So what this is, is up on your left handlebar control housing, there's going to be a button. So you pull up to a stoplight, you put it in neutral because pulling in the clutch disengages this or applying brake disengages it as well. So it's like drag cars where you have a roll control. You apply brake pressure and then you push this button and then you can let off all brakes and it will not move. So it holds the bike still. 
It keeps it from rolling. It keeps it from moving, things like that. It, it's not a parking brake, okay? So as soon as you put the side stand down, it will disengage this as well. Think about this side of the coin. You're an old man that's been riding for a long time, but you don't have your strength anymore. Nope. You don't I have the true. same physical capabilities as you did in your 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever it might be. So... Again, I cannot hit this. Oh enough. hell no! I'm even to the point where I'm eyeballing and looking at one of those recliners that you push the button and it lifts up <laughs> exactly, to get you out. Exactly, exactly. I mean, this is the modern world. How can it be easier, more comfortable, and more user friendly? Sure, I get um, that. I'm not that person, by no means. And and I'm not yet. Should but I, t- I actually shamefully have to admit my mind has wandered more than I care for it to about the right. time when I have to get three wheels. Yeah. <laughs> or how much longer can I be yes. doing this? Yes. Well, until I'm dead, I hopefully. So I'm the one that takes a fuel-injected bike and converts it to carbureted. Like, that's how effed up I am as yeah, far as that goes. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. So so there are benefits to it. And there are, I'm, I'm sure Harley's trying to get all generations interested in motorcycling because, let's be honest, motorcycle sales is what they do. They need you to buy a motorcycle so that they can stay in business. Now, negate all that other bullshit about all the gadgetry and all that crap with this motorcycle. Here's what I love about it. It's the blue and white scheme that you would have saw in the 60s and 70s. Big white seat. Yes, white seat, white outer front fairing, white saddlebags. I really wish that the bike wasn't two-toned. It's two-toned blue on top, black on bottom. I love just the blue all over with the white. Um, It is spoked wheels. The seat is freaking sick. I mean, it is a modern take. straight out of 1969. Yes, it's a modern take on that old seat. It even has the chrome rail around the back of it, and this is a single seat. Yes, it does. It's got that big nose on it. Um, Mm -hmm. The hinge point goes all the way up at the dash. Big wide seat made for grandma's ass. Yeah, buddy. Yes, for sure, for sure. Now it is packing that new Milwaukee 8 114, so it's got power. It's got a six-speed. It's got ABS braking. It's got all the technology, but just the silhouette of it and just well, the looks of it. Well, it's a modern bike that looks old. And it relatively is pretty dang close. You know, it looks very kind of period correct. Granted, it's also 2021, 2022, so it can't look exactly like a 69 or whatever. But if you love that nostalgic look, and if you love that big solo Springer style seat, and you like the paint scheme, and you like the idea of it looking like that old bike that you used to have, this is the freaking bike for you. Oh, yeah. The only thing I wish they would have done, and this this is stupid, it would have cost so much money for tooling to make 1,500 bikes. I wish the saddlebags were the same shape, just larger. With all their new locking and latching hardware, that kind of rounded, rounded top, rounded front. Right. And I wish they freaking sold a white leather saddlebag option for that motorcycle as opposed to the hard bags. For whatever reason. Not the kind with tassels. No, but it, it I mean, it had a lot of like kind of some conchos, some rivets, yeah. some stuff like that. I really, really like those old bags like that. I wish they would have done an option for that. But again, you're talking about 1,500 motorcycles produced. What's tooling going to cost to make those 1,500 saddlebags? Well, it just gets down to where whether or not it's cost effective. Yeah, and it, it wouldn't be cost effective. 
maybe in the aftermarket world you can do something do a custom build on it like that to really make it hit home and look like that but nonetheless it's a really intriguing motorcycle for me i would say that some of you the guys that really would have had those bikes back then you know if you're thinking about getting into a newer motorcycle it'd be a way to kind of kind of remember what you used to have while still having a new motorcycle exactly so anyways, that's uh, Randy's take on the new 1969-2021 Electra Glide Revival. Yeah, I fell in love with that bike as soon as I saw it. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I didn't. I love the sport. I like the Sportster S. I like the Pan America. I like some of the, the other new models. I mean, they're just the same old bag. You and know? it'll be interesting to see what they come up with next if they keep going down the, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, the retro look. What bike are they going to hit on next for sure? Exactly. For sure. I just hope someone in our area gets one of these bikes to sell. So you can go out and test it out and ride it. I just want to go and see it in person. I yeah. really do. Sit on it, touch it, love it, whatever. That's what she, <laughs> That's what I do with everything. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what she said. I, I, anyways, well, if you get a chance, go to our website, randomthoughtsfromtheroad.com, and check out the uh, other episodes we have. Uh, sign up to become a club member. And uh, always, as usual, get out there and ride and stay safe. It's still riding season. It's the perfect riding season. Does riding season ever really stop? No. It does for some people, but not for me. Well, wah, that's wah, not wah. true. It does stop for me. When the temperature hits 95 and above, <laughs> I'm out. You're so backwards. I am. So check it out and keep riding.